0: Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Ravina. This week on the show I have comedian Madison Shepard. You can find Madison on Instagram at Madison underscore Shepherd and also on Twitter at Madison Shepherd. Madison hosts a monthly show called Gentrification at Avenue 50 Studio in Highland Park on the last Friday of every month. Catch me on the one coming up here on Friday, April 27th. And you can also catch her on April 29th at Chatterbox in Covina. Also on May 5th at Skip Down Playhouse in L.A. And also May 21st at Hot Tub at The Virgil in Los Angeles. This week, Madison and I talk about her coping mechanisms. Hope you enjoy. What, okay, what are your coping mechanisms for? Is it, like, for stress or anxiety or just all of the above? Just all of the above. Yeah. And like,
1: first and foremost, like, I, I literally, when you came in, I was doing one of the things I do to <laughs> cope, which is turn off the lights and lay on the couch uh-huh. <laughs> and just kind of, like, stare at my phone. Some of them are, like, good. Most of them are to help me make it through the day, and there's so much more. Like, I, there's so much more I could be doing, but mm-hmm. I have some things to dig me out of a ditch is this a good intro yeah learn? I can't this tell is, perfect. is anybody yeah. I'm feeling very <laughs> in a place okay
0: we're coping right now yes yeah. so so laying down with the lights off yes I love that zoning into the phone why the lights off
1: because I think the lights are very uh intense they're very mm-hmm. bright like having worked in offices most of my life like ugh, I just, sometimes I just need like natural stillness, quiet, mm-hmm. restfulness. Um, yeah. Most afternoons I take a nap. <laughs> that's amazing. So lights off is close to taking a nap. I okay. Think. Yeah. So like
0: when you don't fully have time to take a nap, mm-hmm. that's, that's good enough. Yeah. I usually try to take like a 30 minute nap every day. That's so good. See, I cannot nap. Either my nap is like 10 minutes cause I can't sleep or like mm. two hours. Yeah. I have an app that, uh, a power nap app, Ooh. which
1: I'll tell you the name of and You can put in the, uh, by whatever the thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and literally I, I do it with that. So it's like a guided meditation for like 30 oh. minutes that like kind of just takes you to a place. I don't think I fully fall asleep, right? but I, at least am like rested and calm when mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done with it. You know,
0: that's so good. Yeah. Um, I, I like to do that, too. I like to meditate to fall asleep sometimes if I'm, like, really having a hard time. So is it, like, where you've just gotten so used to falling asleep that way that it's just not a big deal to – like, you can fall into it really quickly? Yeah, because I do it all the time. So
1: I I, I use that – I lean heavy on that app, and it's, like – I can, like, listen to the first, like, two or three minutes. And, like, even my cat will just come and lay down with oh, me. Oh, she, like, <laughs> she, she knows the routine. <laughs> she's like, All right, this is our, our daily nap.
0: How cute. And, like,
1: I got that, actually, from Whitney Cummings when she did that four-hour, that Tim Ferris uh-huh. podcast. Oh, she's, yeah, the four-hour work week guy. Yeah, she's She's got a crazy schedule, like mm-hmm. way crazier than either of ours. But it, her day starts at like five, and she writes all morning, whatever, whatever. On a, you know a typical day, and in the afternoon she takes a nap, and mm-hmm. then she like exercises, and then works on her stand up, and then goes and does stand up, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, the way to like make it so that you can, you know, wake up at five or six in the morning, which I always do. Mm-hmm. And also don't go to sleep until like one or two in oh the morning. <laughs> because of stand up. <laughs> yeah. I like have to take it. And sometimes also that nap is three hours long. For so sure. <laughs> be clear about <laughs> yeah. that. But most of the time it's only thirty minutes.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. How so it breaks up your day. One hundred percent. Makes it doable. So I'm less sleep deprived. Yeah. For sure. Oh my I'm like so jealous that you can that you have time to like carve out a little nap for yourself. I, yeah, I mean, it's so, it's so crucial. I mean, do you have a, you have a
1: car? Like, I mean, you could just go, when I worked in an office, I work from home now, but when I worked in an office, I would literally go down to my car Mm -hmm. and take my lunch break and sleep in the car.
0: You see, the problem with me, for me with that is that I get too hot in the car mm-hmm. and I don't feel comfortable like leaving the car on while I'm sleeping. Girl, do it. Fuck this ozone. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> More of that money mm-hmm. <laughs> for the gas. Um but that is a good idea, especially like on cooler days, but like when yeah. it gets like to 100 in the valley, it's No, like, you can't it. do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: No. I mean you you could you could put if you were really really into it, you mm-hmm. could you know, cool down your car, put a little visor in the window, yeah. you know, have a little blanket on the, you could really, you could figure it out if you super yeah. wanted to. I think it's like an emergency situation sometimes. Yeah. So just
0: you, no choice. You have to do you it. You just have to, or just like get quiet and still someplace. That also mm-hmm. helps. How long ago did you start doing the, the daily nap? <laughs> when
1: I when I started doing stand up, I oh guess. really yeah
0: yeah because you have to if you're, yeah especially if you're waking up that early
1: yeah I always wait I'm an early bird anyways mm-hmm. and so I get up about five or six every morning no matter what yeah and so that nap I was like always so tired at like when I had you know a different day job and stuff mm-hmm. it it just makes it so I can do it yeah you know what I mean yeah it helps you me keep up boost. with the lifestyle
0: I guess. That's yeah. That's yeah. I'm I'm like in awe of you right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a boundary I set for myself. You know. Yeah. So when you're when you're taking the nap, it's like phone off. No one's gonna bother you. Although they do. They like, do. Yeah. I mean,
1: you know, Saturday was my day off, and right. I had like, you know, without getting into fully what my job is or like anything like that, I just had a lot of people knocking at my door, and bo- I guess I'm telling what my job yeah. is. <laughs>
0: An above average intelligence person could figure it out. Yes, okay, I'm a property (laughs) manager. I don't know why I didn't
1: want to say it. I felt uncomfortable about it. But, yeah, you know, people knocking at my door, uh, people calling me, people texting me, and it's, like, all I wanted to do was, like, take an hour and a half nap before I, like, went to set and then, like, had a date and, like, was a... You know what I mean? I did not have any time to really human on Saturday, so... I was doing stuff for other people the whole day. So it was kind of like I was robbed of my nap, and I'm still very pissed about it.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't get your one thing that day. The one thing I needed. That's infuriating. Yeah. It sucks. (laughs) So then how do you cope with not being able to fulfill the nap? You know, lots of... uh, I was going to say
1: drugs, but that's not true.
0: (laughs) I'm not that rich. I I don't know what I... I I just
1: do coffee and, Mm -hmm. like, sugary drinks and, like sugar, yeah, basically. And then, like, I just, you know, Sunday, I I just, last week was an example of me just, like, having too much going on and not getting enough naps in. And so, Sunday, I was just, like, kind of useless all day and just sort of, like, laid about all day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... That that it's it's not a good look. Like I need the nap so that I can like do my day. Yeah. If otherwise, you know.
0: the next day is kind of ruined. Yeah.
1: I'm at a deficit. It's like a bank account. You yeah. Know? Like <laughs> I can't. I can't keep taking money out and never putting money in. Although For that sure. is also what I do with my bank account. <laughs> but, like, You know.
0: So yeah. So you have to to yeah. You do took from the well, so you have to put back. Yes. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: Would recommend though if you can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah napping's really good and also telling people um i'll get back to you on that yeah sometimes i do and sometimes i don't but let me get back to you on that let me think about it uh-huh. can you email me about this can you send me a text to remind me because then it's like i'm not overextending myself like that's my other coping mechanism it's like yeah actually can we can we circle back on this can we yeah, table it yeah, can we... Sure. oh next time i see you you <laughs> remind me that this thing i put it on the other person because my otherwise i'd be like pulled even farther than I am, I think, mm-hmm. you know.
0: So using those those key phrases to kind of, you know, keep people at arm's length, mm-hmm. make sure like, hey, I I care about what you're telling me, but it
1: needs to wait. Yeah. I mean, especially like because I'm a property manager, mm-hmm. so I literally have people knocking on my door, stopping me in the parking lot, stopping me at Ralph's. Calling me, texting me, emailing me. I have two phones on me most of the oh, time, geez, yeah. So, like, being able to tell people, like, actually, I'm not available for that, or like, they're sending me crazy emails about something that's not an emergency, and I'm like, cool. So, Fridays and Saturdays are my day off, mm-hmm. and so I'm just now getting back in the office, and so I'm just letting you know here, you'll have to wait, but this is what's happening. Yeah, you know, and so it's really important for my sanity because I'm such a people pleaser that mm. I would just say yes, 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 and then just have nothing left
0: for me. Yeah, you know, that is so important. Were you were you always like that in in this job, or did you kind of have to learn to be that way? I had to learn to be that way. I, I think
1: I'm a. I mean, just in the circumstances of my life and how I was raised and. You know, I'm a woman, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Like, I need to, like, how can I help you? Like, yeah. what can I do for There's you? Certain There's certain expectations. You know what I mean? And I think uh, through a lot of work in, like, uh, Al-Anon and in therapy, mm-hmm. I learned to, like, put up boundaries. And I'm terrible at it. Like, I'm still absolutely not a Jedi level. Like, is that a thing? I don't yeah. know. I'm just yeah. saying more <laughs> right now. I don't fucking know what that is. I don't know either. Um, like, I'm lear- I've, I've learned... To be like, no, actually, I can't do that. Like it's me, it's, it's, I can't for whatever reason, or let's talk about it later. Or
0: mm-hmm. I
1: learn those skills, those kind of phrases of like, let me think about it and I'll get back to you from there. And it's literally saved my ass every single day. I
0: bet. That's, that's the thing I definitely struggle with just like, cause I'm, I'm the same way. I'm definitely people pleaser. Mm-hmm. People ask something of me. I'm like racking through my brain like, okay, how can I fit that? Rather than just be like, can I even do that?
1: Right. Or am I even the correct person to give them a solution? exactly. Which, by the way, sometimes we are not. No. And it's (laughs) so
0: hard to just be like, hey, I'm I'm not the one you want to talk to. Because then they Mm -hmm. just kind of like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. Like you need to look somewhere else. And it just you feel like you're letting someone down when you when you have to tell them stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Or like a thing I, I I definitely battle with this now still, but like somebody will like tell me their problems and I'll immediately want to solve their problems mm-hmm. for them. And it's mm-hmm. like, sometimes people don't want you to solve their problems. They just want you to listen. Yeah. Which is another thing that I've realized in property management. Like sometimes people just want to complain at me and as uncomfortable as, as it makes me, like there's only so much I can do Yeah, to like help them realistically. And so having some pretty strong boundaries from what I can and cannot do at my job, you know what I mean? Uh, it makes it, a lot more tolerable and easy to be like. Mm, I'm sorry, I can't. Even though I'm like, Aah! yeah, on the, <laughs> on the inside about it. <laughs> I want to fix everything. Uh-huh. Can I give you money out of my own bank account <laughs> to fix this problem for you? And it's like, no, bitch, you can't. No, i not even paid like that. You dumbass.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the the want is still there. Yeah. yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what what other do you have any coping mechanisms for, like, for stand-up? Like, if you're you feeling in a rut or you just have, like, a streak of just bombing? Because I know I, I don't have great coping skills for that.
1: Well, considering that I've never done well in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a lie. <laughs> I, coping
1: mechanisms for stand-up. Well, I mean, one of the big ones, and I think I learned it from doing theater, is... Um, Knowing that even if it's a bad show, a bad mic, a bad set, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, being okay with that and knowing that the next time you get on stage is a brand new time mm-hmm. with a brand new audience or not audience in some cases, yeah, uh, a brand <laughs> new set of empty chairs yep. to share your deepest, darkest pain with. And just knowing that like you can always do it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And like I think sometimes I am really good at dealing with that and able to handle it. And then other times I'm not. Mm -hmm. And the times I'm not are very self-destructive. And so it's really hard for me. Like it goes real dark, real quick. And I take a lot of risks that I shouldn't with my life Mm -hmm. (laughs) and safety. And so like emotional and physical, spiritual as well. So I think like One of the things I recently learned Mm -hmm. after one such incident where I was like, oh boy, I just really spun way the fuck out because I had a bad set at some fucking East Side hipster show. (laughs) I feel like I should mouth the words to you. Yeah. Did you, did you catch that microphone? Yes, yes, I did. (laughs) Just bleep it out. No,
0: no, no, it didn't. Uh, (laughs) My eyes caught it. (laughs) Good. I couldn't
1: tell if I was mouthing it right. Uh, I had a really bad set at that show and, uh, I was taping it. Mm-hmm. I was paying somebody to tape it. Right, right, And then I was just like, oh, fuck, I'm very anxious. And, you know, I was like booked in between the, one of the head writers for my favorite TV show and a stand-up I really admired. Oh, and then there's me. Yeah. So these like two fucking giants and then little baby me. And I was like, I'm not capable of this. I got all in my head about it. Got really upset. Psyched myself out, bombed, and it wasn't like a hard bomb. It was just like a bomb for me. Like it was fine. I am sure for people watching it, but I, I just wanted to be at a better. I just wanted to do better than I did. Yeah, and I just fucking lost my shit after. And I, I explained this to my therapist at the time, and she was like, "Well, when you feel intimidated, when you feel like you are not good enough to be on the show, like you don't belong there." Treat yourself like you treat your best friend, mm-hmm. which is like when you go into a situ- wait, when you go into a situation like that where it 's like well i 'm going to lose anyways like i no you 're right i i 'm not as old in stand up as these other people i don 't have the same credits they have i don 't have the same last per minute they have that 's fine, and I feel inadequate, and I feel sad and I feel anxious, and I feel mad at myself for not having done it better before in the past and now and ever really. Take a minute to validate your own feelings of inadequacy Mm -hmm. about it and be like, well, I'll tell you what, girlfriend, best friend, BFF, Mm -hmm. self, uh, listen, that's all true. That all may be true. But guess what? There's nothing we can do about it in the next 20 minutes between now and when you get on stage. So why don't you just like let that go? Because you can't change any of those things right Right. now. You know, and she's like, my therapist told me, write it out, you Mm -hmm. know. Write yourself a little letter and just really treat yourself like you would your homegirl, your best friend. And that has sort of revolutionized the way I feel
0: about things. Because yeah, it's like blowing my mind right now.
1: <laughs> like literally, like guess what? No, I, I didn't fucking... I didn't start doing stand-up at the same time as this guy who's a writer for The Good Place, the head writer for The Good Place, like, no, or one of, whatever. Yeah, You know, I didn't start stand-up and get as funny as, you know, this other person who has, mm-hmm. like, multiple comedy specials under their belts and stuff like that. No, I, I didn't. I was doing other things, you know what I mean? Sometimes I was literally a child and couldn't, but other yeah. times <laughs> I was doing other things which brought me to the point where I could do stand-up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, give myself a fucking break, you know what I mean? And also, as I start to do things that are a little bit more high profile in terms of the shows I'm on Mm -hmm. and stuff, it literally just makes it so that I can just, well, I'm already, you know what? All that's true. You know, I did only start stand-up four years ago. I did only have X amount of jokes and Mm -hmm. this much experience. And I can just, like, that's okay. That's where I am. Yeah. Let me go on stage and just tell these jokes. For Fine. sure.
0: And you're also, you're booked on the same show as them. So it's like. But you can't tell that yeah, to your mind. Yeah, your you know what I mean? Like, when your no, mind you is idiot. Like,
1: you're not good enough for this. Are you kidding me? What are you doing? Kill yourself now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just goes into like panic mode. I totally get that. Yeah. So so when, when you go through stuff like that, do you, are you a believer in, in taking time off of stand-up or are you just kind of just power through and, and keep going? You
1: don't get time off in life. True. I don't I I personally think that you lose mo- from my personal opinion this may not be true for everyone and certainly if you have like some real mental health shit that you need to sort out, you have some real physical, emotional, m- medical whatever type shit you need to sort out, fucking take your time and do that. Go heal your broken bones and your broken heart and your broken mind. Do those things to get healthy. But if you are relatively in good health and have relatively sound mind, I don't think that you should stop doing stand-up. I think that you should just keep doing it because yeah. it's good practice because you don't think that professionals don't have to go out on stage every night, even though their mom just died. Mm-hmm. And even though their husband is cheating on them or their kids are getting bad grades or they don't know where they're going to get rent. I mean, I've certainly gone on stage with real fucking like I'm hungry I'm not sure, you know, where I'm going to be staying in the next X amount. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like real life problems. And it's like, I don't think that you should stop doing it. I think you should continue to do the thing because I think it's healing. I think that it gives you an opportunity. You're investing in eventually taking care of some of these problems, especially when we're talking about financial and stuff like that. And even if we're not talking about finance, I mean, at least in my, what I'm trying to do and like what my experience is, this is, you know, so I don't give myself time off. I I still do it. I rarely say no to stuff. Yeah. I very rarely say no to stuff. And also I may be a workaholic, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I don't believe in it. I
1: think that you should keep working. Yeah. You know?
0: So you see doing stand-up as the escape from the... The stuff that sucks.
1: I think it's the thing that's going to leverage me out of this day job eventually. Yeah. And I
0: I see that happening for you.
1: It's maybe not just stand up, but like the things that come with stand up, Mm -hmm. like acting jobs and writing jobs and opportunities that, you know, I was an actor, a classical theater actor in L.A. for years before I did stand up Mm -hmm. and no one ever came to see me at a play. No, I didn't get meetings with agents. I didn't get fucking people sliding me their card or following me on social media or like, hey, tell me when your next show is. None of that type of shit ever happened. But once I started doing stand-up, those opportunities started showing up for me. Mm-hmm. And like it's, I'm nothing and I don't have anything. But I can tell you that when I compare today to like five years ago before I started stand-up, mm-hmm. career-wise, because all I've ever wanted to do is entertainment, you know what I mean? The opportunities are better. So, yeah, I don't miss opportunities. I show up, and even if none of that is true, like, no, none of this big stuff is going to happen for me, I at least commit to doing the thing for myself, but also for the audience. You know what I mean? And also for the person who booked me. Like, I'm going to show up and do the thing because I told you I would show up and do the thing. Yeah. That's super professional. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure, but... That's not to say that I, I haven't fucked up, you know, when I was in New York I missed a couple of shows. Yeah, but cuz who knew it was so big? Yeah. It's like LA. I didn't know it was it's big enormous. Like that. But next time I'll schedule it better.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. but you but you did it. Mm-hmm. And so like that's a good like segue point like how do you like when you're on the road and stuff like what are your coping mechanisms like being away from home, like not being at work in your space? Mhm.
1: Well, it depends like Maybe like a year or two ago, I went up the coast with Robin Morrison, Mm -hmm. and we drove, and that we went L.A., San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, and then back. And so it was these I love her to death. She is one of my closest friends. She's Um, wonderful. um, But we both had to have like we set boundaries. We're like okay, so. I'm going to put this coat over my head and my (laughs) earphones in and you're not going to talk to me for two hours. Uh You know what I mean? (laughs) Or like when we would be in a city, it would be like, okay, we would like spend time apart. Yeah. Um, I would say like the way that I cope is like a lot of the things I do now, which is zone out on my phone. I take naps. I get quiet. I get still. Mm-hmm. And I be by myself. Like being by myself is so healing and restorative to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to be around people constantly because like uh, most people pleasers, I give too much of myself. And so yeah. I end up like at a deficit. So you miss yourself. Exactly. So I need to be alone Yeah, a lot. And so I just get, get alone.
0: Yeah. That's a know? great... I'm I'm like, I'm like taking notes in my head, just like these are such good, like boundary setting <laughs> techniques.
1: Yeah. I only have a couple of them. You know, a lot of stuff is out of, out of whack in my life, but there's uh-huh. a few things that I, I can definitely share. A
0: few constants, the naps. Setting boundaries mm-hmm. and keeping doing what you're doing. Yeah, no matter what. Just showing
1: up no matter what. Because, guess it. Do, you know what? Showing up is, so, is half the battle. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you show up and, like, shit just goes well just because you had the audacity to show up and do the thing. And a lot of people, especially women, get knocked out of the game because we get taken away by life and things like yeah. that. And it's like we kind of got to dig our heels in sometimes. And even if that means, hey, friend, can you meet me at a mic so I can like be accountable and like have gone and done stand-up tonight? Or if it's like, actually, show in Hermosa Beach, yeah, I will drive an hour and a half after I get off of work to go do seven minutes to nobody who cares. Yeah, <laughs> But I did the thing, and that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm doing my job.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You know? And then... Is this rambly? I'm half a tequila. Egg. No, this is perfect. <laughs> this is absolutely perfect. Do you... um? Is I don't know if this is a weird question. Do you have coping skills for when things are going well, girl? I don't know if that's like. Is that a How thing? Dare
1: you You didn't <laughs> ask me that? I don't actually. I mm-hmm. have a I have a problem that like even when somebody tells me, "Hey, good set" or whatever, I immediately like I both want to brag about it, but also want to be like, "Nah, yeah, you're wrong. That's not your, your opinion's wrong. Uh-huh. No, I, I thank you for your opinion, but think Oh, also you're wrong. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Oh. You know, it's very uh. <laughs> You know, like, give me, give me, give me, no, 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 give me, you know. Yeah. You know. One thing that I've definitely been trying to work on is just say thank you and shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. Like, thank you is a complete sentence. Right. They don't need to know the drama it took for me to get there. They don't need to know that I have three broken teeth in my mouth, which is a thing, uh-huh. or like that, you know, had a tough day at work. They don't need to know that. What they are trying to do is just tell me, hey, I liked this thing. For those couple of minutes, you did your job, which is to bring joy to other people. Right. I can shut the fuck up about it and just say, okay, pat on the back. I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have coping mechanisms for when things are going. I don't... Sometimes... um, I think I get too braggy about stuff and then also, like, shut the fuck up about it. So I don't really... And also, I haven't had, like... I've had some wins, for sure, but nothing, like... I haven't had like a consecutive amount of wins that I would like have the personal experience to be able to talk about like, oh, I'm doing really well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Find me in a couple of years when I don't have a day job. Which yeah. hopefully I'm <laughs> really praying. I know there's some people rolling their eyes at that, but like that's all I want. It's all I've ever wanted is to not have a day job and be a paid performer. Yeah. So hopefully when that happens, ask me. But right now I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, work know. sucks. I don't want to work. Okay. Most of us don't.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, work fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: what? Do we cover all of the the coping no, mechanisms? More? Oh yeah, I please. Mean, like, Absolutely.
1: Sometimes too, I have like a, you know ADD brain because mm-hmm. you know I had it as a kid, and also I'm a millennial, so of course I have it. Sometimes I get like very overwhelmed by mm-hmm. things, and I'll just make a fucking long ass list. Like if a day seems crazy to me, I will make a list. Like wake up, make the bed, brush teeth, wash face, face. <laughs> <laughs> wash your face. Uh, wash wash, your face. wash face. Take a shower. Put on clothes. Brush your hair. Da da da. Like, eat some some food. Eat some food here. Work item. Work item. Work item. Work item. Work. You know,
0: very detailed. Like,
1: and start crossing shit off uh-huh. so that I can have a sense of accomplishment and relief, mm-hmm. but also to keep me on track with the day ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, lists are really important.
0: Do you keep a planner?
1: I I don't, but I live in I. It depends on how bad I'm feeling. I don't, but I do live and die by my calendar. Oh, okay. I like swear by the Google Calendar app. That's um, very good. Yeah, I'm looking my, at it. It's my so agenda. detailed. It's like I can put exactly where the thing is. I can put, you know, events I need to remember, birthdays or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if I'm in a real place, I'll use the Google Note or Google Keep, which is like you can Ooh. do. This is like. Completely out of date, but like you can make little list on it. I love Google, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, you Google know,
0: keep I'll have to remember that
1: I can keep notes from like work meetings on it or like tenant issues that I need to follow up on. Um,
0: so, so, so without that, it would be like just chaos.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Staying very organized helps kind of ring it in, bring it in, reel it in for stand up though. Uh huh. I record every set, good, like I buy a phone with a lot of memory on it and I keep on a new notebook. Anytime I get a new notebook this is mm-hmm. a fun thing I think. I think everyone's obsessed with how everyone else keeps notebooks, but I write every joke that I have yeah um, on there and then I keep a list of all every set.
0: Yes, that yeah, I started to do the where you write every set. joke I learned that from Lori Kilmartin mm-hmm. on her podcast. I was like, that's such a good idea. Yeah. George Carlin used to do it. He did. He like literally.
1: And I'll go back through and like cross it out. If I like, I didn't get to that joke or uh-huh. I did this one instead. If I got paid, if it was a really good oh, set. No. If do you like, keep
0: track of the, how many sets you do too?
1: I used to. When I first started, mm-hmm. I did that. Uh, Lisa Chinua and Kelly McInerney and I used to listen to that Ricky Lintone podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, Natasha Legero said that when she first started, she would do 25 sets a month. Wow, And so for a while, when I first started, that's all I did was yeah. 25 sets a month. And sometimes it would be way more than that. And sometimes it would barely, barely be 25 yeah. sets a month. So now that I'm a little bit more sure footed in stand-up, I don't track how many sets I do a mm-hmm. month. But I do keep really clear notes. I write jokes in that notebook as well as recording the sets mm-hmm. so that I can cross-reference if I need to pick up a tag or something like that, or a joke I did once but never again.
0: Yeah. So so you listen to your sets too?
1: Not all the times, but sometimes. I
0: never. I record them all. I hardly ever listen to them. because yeah. I, I can listen to myself like on a podcast, like when I'm editing this, it's fine. But something about listening to me on stage is just really, just really bums me out. <laughs> Why? I, I just, I don't know. I feel like whenever I'm listening back to it, I'm like, oh, I could have told this like that. I'm just like nitpicking.
1: I feel that. I, I definitely, it's hard to listen to yourself, but also get used to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely have to. Maybe
1: just pull the band aid on it. And if anything, like I go in, like laser beam, and I'll be like, what was that tag? And I'll yeah. skip to that part in the set, and I just want to hear that tag. I'll go, oh, okay, a little sift, sift through this bullshit that I'm saying, or, gonna, oh, okay, that that was a tag, or I said it this way, and uh-huh. that's how that joke works, or it felt good when I did it this You know what I mean? Like, and I'll listen back and then get the exact wording, hear it again, and then. Never listen to the set again. But I have it.
0: Yeah. Just in case.
1: Yeah. Maybe for archival purposes or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. That's kind of the way I need to approach it. Just very clinical and not so like.
1: Yeah. No. Don't make it about you. Make it about the joke. And maybe that'll help. If you don't focus on listening to your own voice. You know.
0: Yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Fuck your own voice I guess. Until you can get used to listening to it.
0: Until it sounds. Yeah. If if I can trick myself into thinking that someone else is saying it. Then I think that would be better for my brain.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of is. You sitting at this table is not the same you on stage. That's a very good point. That's kind of like a character or a heightened Mm -hmm. version of yourself, right? Yeah, the alter ego. Yeah.
0: For sure. Any other uh, coping mechanisms?
1: You know, the typical food, Mm -hmm. drinking, sex with people you shouldn't be having sex with. You know, typical, usual stuff, stuff, you know. What's your Um, go-to drink? Whiskey soda. Yeah. Yeah, although I have tequila now because I stole it from... The broke LA media <laughs> day. They had all these bottles as like props, and I was like, Psh,
0: I'll Take drink it. it.
1: Yeah, I just put it in my purse. Not the first or last time I've stolen booze from someplace. Uh-huh. Not classy, but true.
0: And what's like the go to comfort food?
1: I was thinking about this. I really I I am like so set in my ways about things that I will go to a specific restaurant and or, only order this thing. Oh. So if it's like McDonald's or if it's like an off the beat taco truck or like a sit down restaurant, I will only order a specific thing that I have tried and liked and then that is the comfort in doing the thing in the specific way. <laughs>
0: yeah, the ritual behind <laughs> yes,
1: it. Eating eating the buying this kind of like tortilla for my house and having this type of bean in my cupboard and then cooking with that uh-huh. and adding this amount of that, like very, it's very, um, fucked up and disordered.
0: <laughs> but like, do you do that because like you like knowing exactly what to expect? I don't that?
1: even know. Probably. Yeah. I'm not even sure. I think it's a control thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's definitely oh, some control, control.
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: Fan of it. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> More of it, please. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this is good. I, um, before we, we close up here. Are we done to, already? Feels, yeah, we're you right. You do right a half hour podcast? Yeah, it's like. Wow. Yeah, anything more than that is just, some people go over and then, it's it's good, but like, usually I like to keep it pretty tight. That's smart. Yeah. I, although my ego is like, why didn't we go over? Maybe I should have imparted <laughs> some more
1: wisdom to the youth.
0: <laughs> no, it's good. Talk as long as you want. I don't care. I don't
1: have anything no, else to Okay. Say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Yeah, because we were like, I feel like I talk too much. I'm like, you're my guest though. You yeah, say whatever you want. Your
1: job. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you, Madison. Yeah, this thank awesome. you, Cindy, for having me. I learned me. so
1: much. Good. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I had a fun time. Let's drink this tequila. Let's do it. Okay, bye. Bye.